Greedy and James Gillen with As You Wish Talk Radio and simulcasting on ESETI Stargate. And uh, we've got a great show. I want to give people a little heads up. The Schumann Resonance is higher than it's ever been. It's spiking like crazy. And there is a massive solar flare uh, that just went off. So be be ready. People are going to get weird. Uh, That's just the way it is. It affects the bioelectric field around the body. And people start processing. And when you affect the magnetic fields like that, people exhibit behavior from emotional outburst to comatose. So uh, that's just the way it works. And then we have an increase in severe weather and earthquake and volcanic activity as these energies flow through the earth. The earth absorbs it and has to release it. So heads up, uh, we are going to have some exciting times ahead. So on that note, I want to bring on our guest, Alex Bloom, and he's been kind of a regular here. He's come to the ranch and done conferences here. He bridges the gap between psychology. He's a psychologist and spirituality and the other dimensions. And he does tours to Egypt and all other places. And he's got his fingers in all kinds of pies. So without any further ado, we want to bring Alex on the show. Alex, are you with us? Hi, James. Good to see you again. Happy to be here. Yeah, great to have you on the show. Um, I couldn't think of a better time to bring you on the show because um, people are just losing it out there. And uh, I was talking about um, uh, Robert's screen capture, you know, where he he shows them on the spaceship and everything. I said, I should use that and and say well we're monitoring earth right now and folks you're a mess you know but yeah uh, but no uh, we aren't doing too well with these energies so we have to kind of find ways of of processing you know and clearing these energies and and uh and going with the shift and going with the flow but uh i know you wanted to talk a lot about that so i'll just turn the mic over to you yeah that sounds good I think the the biggest thing, especially as we see, like you said, kind of people losing their cool and so much kind of meltdown and chaos going on. One of the the big ideas for me that has really helped kind of lock in from a paradigm perspective to keep a point of view in terms of what's going on and to keep that kind of anchor with hope is to understand that there is a shift that's happening. A lot of us, I'm sure most people uh, right now listening already know this. Uh, But part of this uh, shift or ascension that's taking place is that on Earth, we're moving to a different dimension that for the longest time, we've been stuck in this kind of 3D energy grid uh, or the matrix, as they often call it. Right. So I thought maybe taking a few minutes and kind of unpacking some of these common phrases that we hear of what's 3D uh, versus what's 4D versus what's 5D. I think might help get us on the same page in terms of keeping that perspective while this kind of meltdown is taking place, that there's a phoenix that's really rising from the ashes behind the scenes. Um, So, yeah, so with 3D consciousness, I mean, again, most of us already know what this is. It's being in the matrix. Uh, Sometimes we call these people who are in this kind of world still following the agenda and and blindfully being ignorant to all the double standards that are going on, the sleepers, you know, but there's a a lack of perception really that they're in the rat race, but they're only seeing it from that limited point of view. They're, they're stuck in a lot of contrasts or the negativity being swayed, having the social engineering and, and being those, you know, Guinea pigs. It's also very linear focused. 
Um, and so then as we kind of transition out of that and move more into 40, that this is really kind of where this whole uh, truther movement is coming in of like, or the conspiracy theorists, as of course, we're yeah. often labeled. Uh, but it's this idea that we're able to kind of zoom out and, and look at a bigger picture here. And a lot of times, you know, we, we rattle the cage and say, oh, my God, don't you see it? I'm pulling my hair and, you know, wake up and smell the coffee. Don't you see what's going on? We're connecting dots. I think of that that meme of the guy where he's got the bulletin board behind him, you know, with all the kind of strings attaching to things yeah. and a pen in his hand. And he's like this, you know, that from a 4D consciousness, we're able to see those things that folks in the 3D just can't. And I think an important perspective as we're making this transition into 4D is that everybody's going to wake up on their own timetable. And, and part of this, you have to understand there's different layers that's going on. Part of this is, is a spiritual layer of like soul contracts, if you will. And if they're meant to wake up, then they'll wake up. They'll hear the information in the right time that they need for their soul to wake up. And so I think one important process is we have been making this transition into 4D. It's easier said than done, trust me. But it's to do our best to kind of stay in our own lane and to not judge those who are kind of behind us, which I mean in like a non-pejorative sense. And that's a, an important part of this process that we don't want to judge just like you wouldn't judge a fourth grader uh, because they're not in sixth or seventh grade. You know, they're, yep. they're on their own soul development. And if they're meant to wake up, then they'll wake up at the, at the right time. Um, and so there's a rift that's going on in several different of the dimensions. And so this is kind of a, a, a main point that I really want to emphasize that in the 3D world, of course, we're seeing this backlash, you know, before it was the prior administration and it was, you know, Team 17 and all these sorts of ideas that the media was propagating of kind of the 4D world versus 3D. And so you're seeing this rift, whether if it's uh, Antifa and everything going on politically in the streets or otherwise, but there's also a rift, and I'm sure, James, you've seen this, too, within the 40 communities, that yeah. people are kind of going into their own corners and separating out, and there's still ego that's involved uh, with all of this. And so it's important to emphasize that this 4D is nothing more than just a gateway. It's a bridge. We're not meant to stay anchored here. That this yeah. is a, It's a process of awakening. You know, and so part of how we work through this, again, is going to be and we'll talk about later, you know, several practical ideas to kind of uh, continue to level up for ourselves. But it's to recognize that this is just a limited spot for us to be. And there's a furthering of this journey toward ascension. And as we kind of zoom out and we continue to raise our vibration, that now we're starting to enter 5D. And that's a phrase that, you know, a lot of people hear about. Oh, that's 5D. That's you know, 5D is so different from 3D, et cetera, but what exactly is 5D? So let's take like a few minutes here and kind of unpack some, at least some of the main tenets of what 5D is. So part of this is recognizing that this is where our soul remembers and recognizes that we're a soul, that, that when we're in a 5D state of consciousness, that many times we can kind of uh, uh, move into uh, temporarily and then we kind of zoom back out. That when we're there, we no longer feel a separation from source. We're connected. That oftentimes people have spiritual experiences where we say, like, we're all one or we're all united. And that's 5D consciousness. It's anchored in the heart. Whereas 4D, as we're truthers, kind of is anchored in the mind of being able to sift through data and look at documents and connect all those dots. And so part of how we continue this ascension process is by making that 18-inch journey from the head down to the heart space. And we'll talk about some exercises of how to do that. 
So it's recognizing that we really are integrated, that, that nothing in this world is anything more than energy. And we are a part of that. We're, we're a drop of water in the ocean of what is. Yeah. And so when we're in 5D, we're also able to kind of get in touch with our purpose. We, we recognize kind of to some degree, like what the meaning of life is about, which is define, to define ourselves in, in the face of contrast of what we see around us. Who, we, who are we in relationship to that? And then as Neil Donald Walsh says from Conversations with God, it's to then take that information and further step into the grandest version of the greatest vision ever we held about who we are. So when we're in 5D consciousness, there's infinite timelines. We're not on some sort of linear track. Or, or as one of the Grand Masters says, we can be in the world, but not of it. That these mm. people still look around them. They see their senses. They, they recognize that we're still in a matrix, but that we have our consciousness now outside of the matrix. Also, uh, you know, uh, uh, divine relationships start to show up. I know starting this past fall, when I really took a step back from social media and from seeing everything that was going on and being stuck in a lot of the lower vibration emotions and was able to start meditating more and kind of doing my best to live in alignment with discernment and authenticity that I had a divine soulmate relationship show up. And so it's a further wink or nod from the universe that you're right where you're meant to be. Just kind of yeah. keep on trucking, you know? Nice. So we see yeah. uh, uh, synchronicities start to show up as well when we're in 5D. You know, a lot of us have had that kind of 11-11 experience where we go somewhere and we yeah, see kind yeah. of a sync of numbers and whatnot, which is really cool. And when we start to anchor ourselves to live in a 5D state of consciousness, it almost becomes dreamlike, you know, with how we are. And so the real key here, and this is one of the main takeaways, is it's about us coming into a greater alignment with ourself. And specifically, there's three main areas of how we can come into greater alignment. And those three areas are going to be our thoughts, our emotions, and our actions. And when we can live in alignment with our values, what's important to us, what is the, the highest vibe, as they say, of me? checking in with my heart and what are my thoughts like psychology with thoughts emotions and actions and if we can use those to better get in sync it's not just for our mental well-being but it's for us to kind of further step into our co-creative abilities and we have kind of yeah, more instantaneous manifestations when we're able to get there so yeah i look at the unified field you know we all exist within this unified field of consciousness and energy that's right. And some are pulling more out of that field than others. And they have mm -hmm. access to more because they have an expanded awareness. And and I'm seeing like the people that are, I won't even use the, the J word or and we won't go into the things, you know, the you know, we're not gonna yeah. talk about that. <laughs> right. like, I get taken down every time. Yeah. You know, they're they they have access to so much of that unified field and they're gonna run that program. And, and gain the wisdom from that experience, whatever that's going to take them. And if even if it is to realize that you can't a trust authority, that might be their only lesson that you can't uh, give your power away to external authorities. You know, who knows? You know, but uh, they're eternal. They'll come back mm -hmm. and they'll learn it again if they don't get it this time. But uh, mm -hmm. And we were talking about at the dinner table. I said, I'm tired of trying to save these guys. And, and right. you know, now I'm back in a way and just saying, 
you know what, uh, rather than attacking me, who's trying to help you and trying to educate you and save you, uh, I'm just going to let you do your thing. And yeah. I'm going I'm to work with those who are already uh, made a commitment to evolve, you know, to the, to the next level. But uh, That's right. yeah, it's kind of interesting, but I, I see that it's, um, it is all about how much are you pulling from the field? How much access of that unified field do you have? And the more access you have, the more you experience your multidimensional self. We're, we're not just a body and a meat suit and a personality. You know, we're not, we're a multidimensional being existing on a vibration continuum. So, yep. so when we, when we expand and take in more of that field, also we realize we're not just this identity and this body that we're, we are a being that's had multiple bodies, multiple identities, and then we realized that some of them took in other dimensions, you know, as well. And, and we've had some, and that's in our counseling work, it always comes in that people have had these exquisite lives on these other dimensions. Some were yeah. on the inner earth, some were in the Pleiades, the Orion system, the, the uh, uh, Andromedan system, the Syrians, you know, that uh, we've had bodies that were humanoid feline. We've had bodies that were totally blue, you know, we've had mm -hmm. all different but when you expand in that awareness, you that you don't sweat the small stuff anymore. It's right. just not not important. You know, you don't go with one culture or one life matters or whatever. It is all life matters. You know, That's all, right. yeah. And you get you get beyond those limitations. You got it. That's it. Yeah. Yep. It's about yeah. kind of checking in with ourselves and then kind of cutting the cords of the resistance of what's holding us back. You know, like you said earlier, like a lot of us have been with good intentions kind of on this path to help kind of rattle that cage and shake others. And when we start to recognize, oh, this is an energy suck for me. It's draining yeah. that kind of my connection with the unified field. I just want to be a vessel and have more of that energy come in. And by me doing this, like I said earlier, thoughts, emotions, actions, right? This is an action that I'm taking that isn't really serving me. It's draining me, you know? I want, to, I want to talk a little bit about get your input on it because I've seen in, in my experience over the past 30 something years, I've watched people go from wounded to gaining a little bit of knowledge, a little bit, most, a lot of clearing and knowledge. And then it, that goes into the ego and then the spiritual ego. Yep. And then it goes from the spiritual ego into narcissism. And then, yes. then it's over. It's, you can't. And, yeah. and then you're stuck. And, and uh, I've watched this process go on mm -hmm. and and the need to be right, you know, and all this is, is so. And and to, to me, it's like I've I've let go of that for so, you know, I'm sure I have something in there. But, you know, we have to get to that point where we thank our triggers. Thank you. Yeah. You know, you triggered something. Right. I need to look at and uh, and, uh, and and move on, you know, and, and don't need to be right because mm -hmm. you're no that trigger may have been right in triggering you because that's what you needed for your own soul evolution. You know, so right, right, are they wrong? Right. No, they, they, they were there as a, as a messenger, you know, mm -hmm. so that's we have right. every time we can, we can change our stance. We can mm -hmm. say, okay, I'm a victim, you know, mm -hmm. or this guy's evil or bad or this girl's whatever, or we mm -hmm. can say, you know, hey, I'm going to gain the wisdom from this experience and move on, you know, forgive, release and let them work out whatever they need to work out. You know, that's right. That's right. They, they become trappings, right? It's like worms on a hook for us. 
And so as we continue our ascension process and we see that there's still, you know, ego both within us as well as around us, that it's those little worms on the hook of we want to kind of, you know, post that message on Facebook or we want to kind of reach back out to the person and say, no, what is this? You're lying or whatever, you know, and for us to kind of move into that space of uh, it becomes a spiritual discipline for us. If there's something within me that's attracted this experience. So if I can move into this place of trying to heal whatever is inside of me that isn't integrated yet in order to kind of move forward, then it's not necessarily about trying to create a healing or an attunement with the outside world that we can do that from within. And then we're cutting that cord. We're furthering that streamline and up and up we go ascension wise. I like, I like the llamas. They said, the the only reason you have personal problems is you think you're a person. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And when you realize (laughs) you're so much more than that, they they just fall away. I I wanted to get into um, something that, that I've been seeing unfolding right now. And I know with this energy coming in that it's throwing everybody into process. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about this other show and I said, I'll be just be honest with you. I don't like being around humans right now. Yeah. <laughs> the way they're behaving. You yeah. know, and uh and to me it's like I see the big buttons and I just want to push them, you know, and mm-hmm. trigger get them beyond that. Mm-hmm. And and not have any attachment to the outcome. You know, if I say something, I don't have any attachment to it. And, Right. People want to argue with it, arguing with themselves. You know, I don't yeah. care. But uh, but the uh, it's kind of funny observing what's going on here. And, you know, I go back to self-mastery. Self-mastery is becoming the observer, observing your emotions and your attitudes and your beliefs, you know, mm-hmm. and and always be ready to release that. All, mm-hmm. all three of them, you know, whatever is going on with you. And go back to your center, which is this loving, joyous, blissful, powerful, manifesting God or goddess. That's that's right. our core. That's who we are. Right. And and then there's all these layers on top of that. You know, there we were talking about the dinner table that there's there's childhood trauma, you know, that we have to deal with. There's emotional trauma, limiting mental concepts and in, in the intellectual body and uh, thought forms and things. And then your astral body has your unresolved past life nonsense going on. Mm-hmm. And then, and then above that is your, the perfect blueprint, your soul, you know, your blue body, which right. is trying to press in and, and it's trying to press in, but it's getting distorted, you know, through the astral body, your mental and emotional body, and even your physical body, which has cellular memory from your, your past relations and everything. Mm-hmm. So, so that's what we're going through. All that is being unraveled right now and coming right. up and people are feeling it and not knowing why they have these dreads and fears and angers and emotional outbursts and where that's coming from. And uh, it's so important right now to be able to stop, you know, and just go, okay, not mine. I'm yeah. going to go back to my core, back to my center mm-hmm. and, uh, uh and get back in touch with who I really am, you know, and, yeah. and, but I'm, I'm just saying that, that the world right now is, is projecting, blaming, uh, needs to be right, you know, and they're taking all their stances and they're polarizing and, oh, it's getting to be crazy, but, you know, that's part of the healing process. Yep. That's exactly right. Yeah. The chaos comes with the energy. The energy is going to bring the chaos up. Mm-hmm. And that is the healing. The, the chaos isn't a bad thing. Actually, it's a good thing because it's bringing everything up to be seen and to be healed and dealt with. Yep. 
And that's where we are. That's what's happening on planet Earth. And it's happening for us in our individualized individual lives and then also being kind of mimicked in the the larger kind of outpouring of what we see with these eyes in on on planet earth right now and it's all part of the process so again how we work through this uh, one of those words is going to be discernment which i can talk about and also authenticity uh, of how genuine can we be as we connect with ourselves and then others so what we see kind of in, in a 3D world, if we're going to talk about authenticity, for example, that we, we identify with our ego. It's about kind of power games. It's about kind of power over power under. But there's yeah. an illusion that comes from the ego. We, we can never get enough, right? We can never have enough money or love or praise or attention or what have you. And so, you know, the Buddhists call this the hungry ghost. That yeah. it, it's yeah. kind of never enough, right? Always more, always more. Yeah. Or as Eckhart Tolle references as the pain body. Yeah. You know? So so part of this is kind of recognizing that there's an illusion that comes with the ego. The ego is not bad. It's just part of our kind of wiring of, of how we are yeah. as we kind of come into contrast. But as we continue to like level up to like more 5D consciousness, that we see that ego is a part, but we integrate it in with, with a larger understanding of what our consciousness is. And yeah. we become more aligned. We, we move from kind of outward focus of the power games and everything else that's going on to more of that inward focus and being that heart-centered person. And, and therefore, we are living in more alignment, more authenticity with who we are as our higher self, which affects everything from our day-to-day existence. What, what food are we eating? What are our words like as we utter those vibrations to other people? You know, what are our relationships like? Mm-hmm. How, how are we showing up in the world? One of the tools that I, I teach my clients is this concept I call the 50-50. And think about it like you're wanting to stay in your own lane, that there's an invisible barrier between you and the other person. And anything beyond that line is the other person's half or their 50. And anything yeah. behind that line is ours, that we are responsible for our half, just like they're yeah. responsible for theirs. And so the difference here is about control versus influence. I can't control anyone else's 50, whether they wake up, whether they continue to be in their ego, whether or not, whatever it is that's going on, I can only control my half. But there's this other idea of influence. I influence another person just like they do with me. I think about when I was a kid, my sister and I would go on road trips that my parents would get mad at us and they're like, okay, that's it. There's an invisible line between you two and don't cross it. Right. And so we'd kind of go there with our fingers and we kind of inch toward the line, you know, and everything. And then she'd say, mom, mom. I'm like, oh, I'm in my, you know, in my lane. And so the point is like, we still influence other people. Right. So, but, but the difference here is recognizing that the other is just a reflection or a mirror of us in this Maya or illusion of life. And so the more that we can go within and get in touch again with that heart centered nature of us, we're going to live from more intuition we're going to have more deeply rich and rewarding relationships, getting in touch with our life purpose and move past all these trappings and limitations that come when we bite that worm on the hook. Yeah. I wanted to go a little bit deeper. You're talking about discernment and authenticity yeah. and right. things like that. And we're seeing that in all the communities, the UFO community, the spiritual community, everything. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, it's kind of sad watching this unfold. And I've seen it over and over again, the people that are, like, like right now, um, and I don't feel like I want to reframe frame this that I'm not a victim, but I'm like locked out of all the major UFO conferences mm-hmm. right now. 
And the reason why is because we're authentic. We have contact. We can prove it. We have the video. We've been doing it for 30-something years. Yeah. And uh, it's undeniable, the evidence of what's happening here. But we've taken it to the next level. Mm-hmm. We know who's on the ships. We know about their cultures, how they they live. And, uh, and, you know, we're on a first name basis with quite a few of them, you know, so, yeah. so that's a real threat, you know, mm-hmm. to the people that aren't authentic to the posers right. out there. Right. And, uh, and what I'm seeing right now is there's this war going on between the posers and those who are authentic. Mm-hmm. And, and unfortunately, the posers have elevated themselves into positions of power, just like the politicians, right. you know, they, if you take a power, a position of power, external power, and you give your power away to that, there's always these people that will move into it and take over, and and then they'll control the situation. So you're going to have a controlled narrative, and they're going to bring in people that match their their consciousness or their level of understanding or whatever. Mm-hmm. So so even without all the, the shills and the other agencies and everybody trying to shut this down, mm-hmm. they, they they do it themselves. Yeah. They yeah. they keep the controlled narrative by not going to the next level and say, Wow, I man, I need to step up my game here. I need to expand in consciousness and you know, exactly. and, and things like that. And I've never seen it's really being amplified right now and and uh and what I see, all I can do is just keep being authentic and keep bringing yep. out the information and, and stay on track. I'm not going to deal with that nonsense. You know, that's their gig. And that will that will implode in on itself anyway, because mm-hmm. it's not frequency specific to where we're going. Exactly. But it, it's amazing. You look at the people running these major conferences and things, especially in the UFO community, and you go, wow, you know, it's like, uh, these very people are the ones that are creating the censorship mm-hmm. and, and they're threatened by the people who are authentic and they're very, and they're actually doing the work of the censors and the, you know. the agencies and everything. They're doing their work. They don't have to do anything. You know, they sit back and watch, you know, and there's no saying about the UFO community. Art Bell said that they eat their young, you know, he goes, why is there all this competition and, and head hunting going on, you know? And nobody can agree or cooperate or work together. He said, what is this? And I said, yeah, I've never seen anything like it. Mm-hmm. But but I've seen it's like the, the that community, first of all, they're heavily infiltrated by shills and other people. And, and people go, I have these insider information. Well, that insider doesn't know squat, I hate to tell you, because they haven't made the contact. Mm-hmm. You know, they haven't risen to the level you need to make contact with these higher dimensional beings. But... Mm-hmm. You know, again, everybody goes, well, I have a government insider, you know. Yeah. I go, oh, they never lied to you before? Mm-hmm. And you think these guys are enlightened and they really know what's going on? It's just mm-hmm. like, and it just goes on and on. I go, when are we going to break 70 years? We, we're still trying to figure out if UFOs are real. I know. You know, when when are we going to get past that? You know, I don't know. Was it, speaking of which, it was interesting. <laughs> I was at the gym today and there was a commercial for, of all things, Roundup. And, uh, you know, I, I hate having just TV exposure, but when you're at the gym, it's like right there in your face, you know? And yeah. so, uh, the, the commercial is this guy and he's in, at his lawn and he's picking up a Frisbee and it has an alien head on it. And it, the, the caption was, you know, what would you do if you didn't have to think about weeds because they're all killed. Right. And so he's like contemplating, he's like, 
aliens must exist. There's too much evidence to refute it. And I'm just like, that's pretty impressive for a commercial, let alone Monsanto sponsored one about talking about, I mean, you wouldn't see that 30 years ago. You know no. what I mean? uh-uh. So it's interesting. And then, but, but which aliens are they talking about? Well, exactly. Right. They probably working with the reptilians and they want to, yeah. to, to have us, you know, open arms like Barney, you know, right? <laughs> you know, like, uh, mm-hmm. You know, like singing little songs right before they eat you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, but uh, I don't know who, you know, purple dinosaur, the uh, big reptilian. It's kind of weird showing that to your kids. I thought that was funny, kind of, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. I think, you know, you don't run and hug big giant dinosaur coming to you. It's probably a good idea to go the other direction. <laughs> There's a meme idea for you, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Barney's a reptilian, uh, but uh, I mean that whole that whole industry is totally saturated with that that kind of energy anyway. But the uh, I want to get into that. I mean, you've got first of all, you've got the social engineered, and then you you have the people that have gone one step up into out of that social engineered ego into spiritual mm-hmm. ego, <laughs> you know. And then if you don't catch yourself at that point, if you don't catch yourself and go, wow, I need to, I need to do some real, I need to deal with my shadow work, you know, my shadow side and things like that and do that journey. Then you do, you shift into narcissism and everything's external and it's everybody else and the whole, you know, exactly. And, uh, and that just goes nowhere. When you look at the different dimensions, it's important to acknowledge that it's not a, a simple clear cut, like checklists, like I moved from 3D to 4D to 5D, that there's multiple strata even within. So you can have like low vibe 40 and high vibe 40, right? So like the low vibe 40 would then be those kind of in charge of, I don't know, let's say conferences or whatever, you know, people that are uh, kind of in, in this kind of field that we're in, but you can tell, as we all know, some of the kind of very ego driven of the attention and whatever. And so that's not a very high vibrational enlightened version or expression of what 4D consciousness is about. And so it's, it's the same thing as, and this is where it gets really dicey is then we have people out there who can talk a good talk, right. Yeah. Uh, And put on that, that wonderful facade of I'm like this and we're like this, et cetera. But then when you see their actions behind the scenes, it's a very different story. Oh yeah. So here we are back again to what I mentioned earlier about discernment. That's one of the most crucial golden threads that we want as we kind of continue to, to level up in our own ascension process of yeah. how, what sort of information am I taking in about others, whether if it's James or Alex or, you know, whoever else is kind of out there in the community. And I'm hearing this information. Does this resonate with who I am? Do I know this to be true? What, what facts out there, aside from a little bit of scuttlebutt, do I yeah. know that this is truly who they are as their core being? Right. So this discernment becomes crucial, just like when we are in the 3D world and we started to wake up, we needed discernment to say to to question things. Right. To be like, well, this doesn't make sense. And if this isn't true, then what about that? And we're continuing this kind of dot connection that helped us kind of pop out of 3D. And so the same thing is important for us as we make this journey now to our heart space. Mm -hmm. And so discernment becomes so essential for us about being the little scientists and doing our own research whether if it's related to a person or a concept or whatever else is kind of going on as we continue this uh, leveling up process. 
because once, and then here's another tool for us is something that we already all know, but like meditation, because when we meditate, what's happening is we're starting to quiet the chatter of our ego. And when we do that, we, it's like a cork that's naturally starting to rise further up to the surface of the water. It does it on its own. And our vibration over time starts to really lift. And then what happens is we can really feel intuitively, somatically in our body, what's the difference between truth and falsehood, right? And the more that we do that, it becomes such a powerful tool as we continue our journey. Yeah, it's inner sensitivity training. You know, you learn to sense and feel. I call it the BS meter, you know. There you go. You get that meter and you go, wait a second. You know, why is this person all worked up over this? Because it's their issue, you know. It's like, and uh, are they seeing things clearly? Probably not, you know, because they're projecting their crap into the situation mm-hmm. and uh it's unbelievable but uh and, and i've learned that you know I've, I've heard people just say heinous things about people and then i meet the person i go this guy's awesome you know what's, right you know? see exactly. and uh, yeah <clears throat> and that's that's happened quite a bit and uh you know and i always tell people look uh nobody knows what another soul needs for completion you know mm-hmm. and this person is probably doing the best they can all mm-hmm. i care about is their intention and their heart yeah. You know, what is what is their intention here? You know, and uh, and, you know, a lot of people like I've seen some of these programs that people have gone through. I mean, they've been traumatized on such a heavy level and they're trying to bring this information back through after all the trauma they've experienced. And they're getting, you know, memories popping here and there and, and trying to piece it all together. And they're doing the best they can to bring this information out. You know, and uh, they're not infallible. They're not perfect, and and they've been they've been screen memories and all this other stuff. You know, mint, you know, engineered. But you know, it's to, to me, it all goes back to okay. You know, we're not infallible. None of us are perfect. Where's your heart? What's your intention? You know, what's yeah. your what's your end game? Mm-hmm. And, and if it's about service to others and educating people and. And bringing the information out, then great, you know. Yep. But if you're doing it for the notoriety and the money and the and the the other stuff, then you're off track. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're in the wrong business. You should go to Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Become an actor. You know. And there's other tools that we can use for discernment too. Like for example, I have a friend, and she's really kind of uh, further moving into her kinesiology and being yeah. able to use the intelligence of our body to discern. Okay you know, kind of what is true and what's going on and what's not, you know, uh, moving into our psi abilities, as they call it. So, uh, you know, intuition, of course, being one of those, our sixth sense, right? That the more that we, we quiet the chatter of the skull, as Alan Watts, the philosopher said, and we move out of that frame of consciousness yeah. and we further step into this awareness of discernment through like mindfulness, for example, is, is the form mm-hmm. of mindfulness that I practice, that there, even by me, Washing dishes and being present and, and quiet while I'm just doing the thing called washing a dish and transitioning from what mindfulness uh, uh, speakers call doing mode into being mode, where I'm not doing, doing, doing. I'm just simply being while I just happen to wash the dish. It's a very um, uh, uh, amenable exercise for even our 21st century uh, hustle bustle lifestyle. That the more that I practice this present moment attunement, that then over time, what happens is there's so many different benefits down the road and all these different spidering offshoots with mindfulness. And one of those, of course, being us being able to further step into 
our inner, higher, more authentic self. And we're able to use that process of discernment to be authentic in our life and then have that ripple effect uh, out in others. And then when we understand that we are, like I said earlier, in this sea of energy and that there are qualities, uh, attributes, laws, if you will, to this energy, one of those being that frequency is going to match its own frequency, that resonance, right? So when we become more authentic with ourselves, then what happens is we are boomeranging that message out there. And then we're going to have more of that come to us. So one of the biggest takeaways is about doing our best to be in the highest state of vibration that we can be. And part of how we know what vibration or frequency we're emitting is through our emotions, that inner GPS device. You know, Abraham Hicks calls it the scale of emotions. And you yeah. can just you know quickly Google that and see what sort of emotions are there. And then do your best to kind of check in with yourself and say, where, where's my set point? Where am I? Am I angry all the time? Am I depressed or hopeless all the time? There's no bad emotion. But if I'm that, then I know that's kind of the the anchor or the set point of where I'm at. So what could I do to kind of slowly shift upwards? And then that becomes a goal or a drive for us. And again, not only can we improve our mental health through that, but we can improve our kind of vibration from a spiritual point of view. And then life becomes more magical. There's less resistance and contrast and things that drag us down. And then we're able to see the the benefits that come from that, from the people in our life, from the experiences that we attract, on and on it goes. Yeah, we need to slow down and get out in nature, you know, and get away from all the psychic turbulence and everything. And that's what self-mastery is all about. It's about mastering yourself, you know, monitoring yourself, observing yourself. And those are things that we often forget. And I know one of the things that comes with enlightenment, you might say, is a thing called direct knowing. You just know. Right. And somebody will be telling you a story and you know there's something else or you know it's wrong or you just know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the DNA lines that are opening up right now that mm-hmm. and that's why this whole political nonsense is going to come to an end because right. people's BS meter and their direct knowing is mm-hmm. kicking in and they're going, Nah, I'm not oh, buying yeah. this, you know. The and that's what's so hopeful. You see it all over the world. Yeah, social engineering and the double speak isn't working anymore and people mm-hmm. are figuring it out and, and uh you know it's amazing i mean i've had experiences where everything in the external all pointed in one direction and that uh, they're all the evidence and everything and that the little voice in me said this isn't right mm-hmm. this isn't right i know i know this isn't right and you know and then i listened to that little voice against everybody else and you don't know what's going on you're an idiot you know I go no, it's not right. And uh, we knew you'd say that. And I go no, I'm I'm just going with that. And my little my little spidey voice is saying um, something's wrong here. This isn't right. And every time I do that and trust that feeling, the truth will unravel itself, and I will figure out you know what really happened or what's really going on, and everything else. And and uh, and it's so funny the people that have an agenda or have that vested interest are the ones that get so upset because you're not going along with their their mm-hmm. agenda or their vested interest. And yeah, it gets it gets crazy. But over the years, I've learned to just sit with it and trust that voice and uh, and listen to it. And it's it's been very accurate. Mm-hmm. You know? And you said the operative word in there, which is trust. That, that yeah. through these practices and, and spiritual disciplines, if you will, or however we want to couch these terms, that there is a trust that comes from our own empirical evidence that we get from our own inner experience. I mean, this is what Buddhism is all about, right? 
the Buddha said very clearly, don't take what I am taking on a pedestal or just believe me, do your own research, you know, learn to become your own Buddha in terms of, exactly. of reeling, realizing kind of the, the, the truths about the world. And so when we do this, then we gain that experience, which then furthers this muscle of trust of knowing that, oh, there's that spidey sense. I know what this feels like. Yeah. I have to go with it. Right. Yeah. They, t- they call the Buddha mind the fresh mind. Yes. You know, you go into it without any agendas, any pre-knowledge, anything. You go into it totally fresh and then you can see clearly what's happening. But if you have all that other stuff going on, it, it you can't see it. can't yeah. see what's really happening. Exactly. And most of the time, I got some dirt in my eyes on the tractor before I came in. Oh, no. <laughs> and unfortunately, the wind's blowing and it was, I was plowing the fields up and it was blowing right back in my face. But yeah, we got a lot of, uh, we have a lot of help that came up and we got a lot done today. Getting cool. Getting the ranch together and ready. But uh, awesome work here. Thanks everybody out there. They're all listening. But, uh, <clears throat> but anyway, um, We've got, let me see where we're at here. We've got some time here. Uh, well, how would you be into answering some questions? We have Let's take the them. Chat. Let's um, do it. My lovely assistant, Kathy, here, will, uh, she's been gathering some of the questions and uh, she can, and you know, pull some up. And, and so if you're in the chat room and you've got some questions that you want to ask either one of us, more so Alex, because he's on the, he's, he's the guest. Um, you know, you can pose some questions and, and, you know, I know we all have questions on how do I deal with this or how they deal with that. And and one question we don't want to answer is, should I leave my husband? Because I am not going to answer that question because it has serious (laughs) impact. Don't touch that one with a six foot pole. We'll not go near that one. And that comes up a lot of times in the counseling work. Is it not going there? Yeah. Uh, You know, just asking that question, it means you really need to, to go within and, and uh, here we are back to that discernment again, right? Kind of our own inner practice with that. Exactly. <clears throat> See if any questions are popping in. Shout out to everybody in the chat, by the way. I know there's a bunch of meme God fans out there and douche canoe fans as they kind of um, call themselves. And so, hello. You know, what's funny, we must be doing a really good job because nobody's asked any questions. We must have answered them all. Cool. Oh, I got one. Any tools to use to discern the truth? They want to know, do you have any tools to use to discern the truth? Yeah, I mean, a big one, I kind of mentioned this earlier, of like kinesthesiology, of being able to use your body's intelligence to look for, um, you know, this this truth versus falsehood, as is often claimed, that we can, there, there's so much already at our fingertips, in this case, literally, uh, that we can use to kind of tap into that inner wisdom, that inner knowingness. Um, again, another one here would be meditation for us to kind of go within. What happens is over time, there's clouds that we have clouded thinking, cloudiness and whatnot. Yeah. Oftentimes I describe it like, you know, our thoughts are in a thought bubble above our head, like in the, in the cartoon strips, comic strips. And that, that cartoon bubble is having a link or an arrow pushing downward that whatever we think is absolute truth. And so if I'm thinking this, it must be reality. And so with mindfulness and meditation in general, what we're doing is we're, we're moving that cloud upwards and we're changing the direction of the arrow. So now we're looking up at our thoughts. And when we do this, this becomes crucial because we're zooming back and now we're able to keep perspective. 
there's a cloud over here. Here's a cloud over there. Here are my different thoughts. Which one is true? All these clouds are kind of jumbling together. There's a big thunderstorm, et cetera. So the more we practice, we kind of settle in. And, you know, the Buddha has also described this as like the, the churning silt, you know, like in a lake. And that when we're able to kind of settle down, that you're able to see more deeply into the clear lake. So back to the metaphor of clouds, that over time, those clouds part and we're able to see the sun, which is always there, but it's just uh, hidden from us through this thinking process and through ego, et cetera. So meditation becomes a very powerful way uh, for us to kind of move into that place of inner discernment. And then what part of how we do that then specifically is recognizing trying on like clothing. What sort of things would I ask questions that I already know are true for me? And I kind of move into my heart space and checking in with my body. What does that feel like when I know that that's true? For example, my name is Alex. You know, I, I had chicken for dinner. Uh, I'm I in, enjoying my conversation with James on the show, right? That when I'm able to, to do that process, I'm like, okay, this is what truth feels like. Yeah. And compare that to things that you know are absolutely false. Like my name is Sally. I have pink curly hair, et cetera, et cetera. That then as you move into that, yeah. Yeah. that's going to feel different, you know? So that discrepancy then becomes a wonderful ally as we go through our daily life experience. So it's mainly the feeling, you know, learn to trust your feelings and learn that's right. what it feels like when you're hearing the truth versus what it feels. And, the, and the, your feelings will tell you right away your soul. You know, your soul is an emotion. It's a feeling. God is a feeling. People mm -hmm. don't realize it's not a big voice. that's going to go, James, you've been a bad doobie. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. work that way, you know, and, exactly. uh, and so it's, it's all, everything you've ever done or been is recorded as emotions, mm -hmm. you know, and that's how you access it, but uh, it is, it is important. It's yeah. subtle, right? It's whispers, and we're wanting to, to move into that subtle energy. You know, like you said, you're not going to get that lightning bolt from above, you know, with like, with every single question that you have of like, oh, well, here's the answer, you know, so we have to kind of fine tune things. Yeah, I also want to too is is tell people that, um, like you were saying, look at the actions off the pulpit, you know, off stage. Right. It's so important. Look who they associate. Look at where the money goes. You know, mm -hmm. look at and do some research before you follow somebody. And, and the bottom line is, you shouldn't be following anybody. Right. You That's should be great. making your own personal, unique connection with God or Creator, mm -hmm. and find out what your own unique soul purpose is, and that's. All the other stuff is a distraction. So, yeah. so basically, you know, people do share information. It's it's good information if it's empowering you. Listen to it, mm -hmm. you know. But uh, but again, um, do some research on somebody before you just automatically accept, mm -hmm. you know, the information they're putting out there. Because I've seen that over and over. I I watch my information that I've been talking about since the '80s being regurgitated, and then it gets embellished. And then they add all these other things to it. And I go, oh, no, it doesn't work that way. It's a lot simpler. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, uh, <clears throat> and I've seen that over and over again. And I'm just going, okay. You know, it's like, uh, yeah, I was, you know, and people go, yeah, I battled with a 13th dimensional reptilian and I did this and that. And, and they, they're coming and, you know, you hear all these stories and you go, well, the fifth dimension is like, you're beyond polarities, you know, you're in unity consciousness. Right. But what the hell is this 13th dimensional reptilian doing there? <laughs> and how did he get there? That's what I'm trying to figure out. You know, what yeah. what kind of ship does he have that can make it into the 13th dimension and be totally unconscious and a predator, you know? So 
I don't know, you hear these stories and I just go, okay, you know, and the more grand the story is, the more ornate it is, the more followers these, you know, these people get. And, you know, it's, you know, get back to basics first. Learn to be kind to yourself and others and the planet. Just get that down. And then and go from there, you know. Mm-hmm. Just got another mm-hmm. question. Well, people are asking how to how to meditate and how to open your third eye. Oh, so so they want to know how to meditate and how to open your third eye. Good questions. I love these questions. So, how to meditate is um, there are so many different ways to do it, and uh, oftentimes we overthink it. You know, for what closer to two decades, I have been running meditation groups. And that's, of course, the number one question I get of why people want to come of like, how do I do this? It just seems so hard. I've tried in the past. You know, I get frustrated and I say, oh, this is for the birds. And then I give up. So a simple way to start meditation, because there's so many different forms out there, is to start small with just mindfulness exercises. Um, There's so many different ways to do that. You can just hop on Google, go to YouTube. Uh, On my YouTube channel, I have meditations that I'm going to continue to record as well of kind of guiding people through this. Um, start, think about it like scaffolding that your mind in the beginning is going to be flabby, like uh, Popeye before spinach. And so that muscle's not formed there, that muscle of concentration or attention. And that's okay. It's okay. So mindfulness is just a fancy word that means a lot of different things, but essentially you're wanting to train your attention to be more in the present moment in the here and now, because with this, with our mind, we time travel, we go to the past, we go to the future, we go to hypotheticals. And it, it kicks us in our butt if we're not careful. So there are very simple ways. That, and you don't even have to do this for long. I mean, the, this is my kind of scientific background. Did my thesis and dissertation have like a whole litany that I won't go into of kind of my meditation background. But essentially, the, the research shows that all you need is three to five minutes at a time period. That then over time, you can continue to grow and grow and grow. So one of the ways to, to build that scaffolding is through a guided meditation. Because not if, but when your mind wanders... You're going to have to have some sort of external way to bring it back in, kind of like a lost yeah. sheep that's gone astray and you have your, you know, um, your, uh, uh, what's the word, your hook, you know. So uh, some simple ways, follow your breath, um, pay attention to uh, one way that I found very helpful for me in the beginning was to use more external ways and not necessarily internal ways like the breath or a body scan uh, to practice meditation. So for example, um, uh, being able to pay attention when we're washing dishes to our five senses, you know, do what, can I see the food particles as they're falling off the dish? Can I hear the squeakiness of the sponge and feel the warmth of the water? You know, I'm using my senses as a vehicle or a way to kind of further attune and connect to the present moment. That's a form of meditation. Um, being able to take just a couple minutes while you're eating your lunch, and just notice what it's like to have those sensations in your mouth, taste and touch, et cetera. Uh, you know, the, the smell of the food, you know, the hearing as you're chewing, et cetera. You know, I know so many of us, and I'm guilty of this too. Like, for example, when I eat popcorn, take a huge handful and, you know, your stuff you get in your mouth. And, you know, I, I joked with clients the other day that I got a, a coffee drink a few weeks ago. And I'm three quarters of the way through the coffee drink. And I didn't even know if I liked it or not. I wasn't even consciously paying attention to it. So having those little ways to kind of just further bring yourself back to the here and now, you know, your mind is going to wander. So you make allowances for that, but it's, it's the, the, it's a process of just that continuing it's, there's an ever present invitation for you to continue to come back, come back, come back to, to now, because from a spiritual perspective, this is all we ever have. Time is an illusion, right? Yeah. 
all that ever exists is right here and right now. So we're, we're breaking past that matrix and that kind of uh, a false reality that we're living in to be in the only thing that truly exists, which is here and now. Yeah, and I think through the pineal gland, there's a lot of ways of, of clearing that. There's herbal remedies, there's mm-hmm. sun gazing, there's yes. a lot of different things to help open up the pineal gland. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people, too, is that if you are trying to stop the mind, everybody says you have to stop the mind, blank the mind. If you're trying to stop the mind, the ego is trying to stop the mind. You're still right. The trying right. is the ego. And so yeah. it's about yeah. relaxing into it. Let the mind run and then bring it back and let it run. Right. And I focus on love and joy and bliss. And that keeps the mind going higher and higher. And it'll mm-hmm. run and then it runs out of gas. And I bring it back and just focus on the love and joy and bliss, the emotions. Mm-hmm. And eventually you're there where the mind will actually just kind of just focus in that bliss mm-hmm. state. But exactly. the, uh, yeah, but the, one of the things people, I tried to stop the mind. I tried, I go, that self that's self-defeating you can't you can't do that just let it run it'll run out of gas and then take it higher to the next level and it'll run again Mm -hmm. and let it run out of gas and then and like a lot of the llama traditions are hindu they they have a bell and they go bing Mm -hmm. they ring the bell right they said okay we're going to the next level and people go to the next level and the mind starts running they go okay bing we're gonna Mm -hmm. go up the next one you know and there's a lot of different ways. There's a lot of guided meditations. There's, I say, just do it. You know, yeah. find something that works for you. Find something that resonates with you. Start small. <clears throat> recognize, and this is kind of a, a big takeaway from our talk in general, that it's your destiny to ins- ascend. So don't feel pressured with some of the specifics. Go yeah. with whatever feels like the next logical step that resonates with you for you to explore. That when we practice this that there's so many different teachers for us to bring us back to the present that all of them, I, I view them metaphorically like smelling salts. It's like, yeah. okay, well, here I am back again. So whether if it's a bell or you have a, a meditation app on your phone, like I have one that kind of randomly rings a bell, you know, throughout the day um, to, to bring us back. Uh, and a metaphor that I like to use with kind of what you were saying about letting the mind run, it's not about stopping thoughts. And that's such a common misperception that people have. That's really important yeah. to dispel. Think about it. Like you're on the, uh, the side of a river and you're watching the, the tree, uh, leaves and everything else is kind of in the river kind of flow down the stream. And so you're allowing those things to be there and you're just on the side watching, or as a Dalai Lama often describes a, a related metaphor of like, you're on the side of the road and there's all these cars that are going by and those cars represent thoughts, uh, emotions, body sensations, et cetera, yeah. sounds in the in outside. And that sometimes we get in those cars and we're kind of going along and we're kind of uh, not present. And then as soon as we recognize, Oh, I'm in a car, then instantly we're out again on the side of the road. Yeah. You know, there's a little shortcut. I, I drink this Langenberg water, the super oxygenated water, mm-hmm. prawn in a bottle. It's a total shortcut. So yeah. go online and check it out. Free, yeah. It's a, a free. Uh, what do they call it? Free commercial, but uh, commercial. You know, it's yeah. not really commercial. I, this is real. I mean, this stuff's real. I spent years helping develop, get this out, and and uh, working on it. And I can yeah. attest to it too. I've had it when I've been up at your ranch and whatnot, and it is very high vibe. Like you definitely feel a, a tangible difference when you drink it. And it's also the oxygen is the highest systemic antibiotic you can get. And so when you mm-hmm. oxygenate the body, 
mm-hmm. you know, that's going to take care of a lot of other things. But uh, mm-hmm. don't make mm-hmm. any claims. We just say it's super right. oxygenated water and let it go from there. Mm-hmm. Um, we got probably one more quick question. What's the best way to recall memories? What's the best way to recall memories? Mm. Only got a couple. Not sure what type of memories they're talking about because there's so many different kind of related pieces. Maybe past life memories, memories, perhaps. Um, You know, one thing that I am interested in kind of dabbling in with more depth is uh, Mm. what is it? Quantum healing, Dolores Cannon. Yeah. Her uh, hypnosis. Um, so we do uh, the CPRSs, you know, the transpersonal release sessions where we actually hook into the person's higher self and then they bring the memories up that need mm-hmm. to be healed or cleared and things like that. There's a lot of different processes. Exactly. There. Exactly. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're hitting the end of the hour. I, as usual, we could probably do a three hour show, but we're hitting mm-hmm. the end of the hour. Um, is what's the best way for people to get in contact with you and what do you have going on right now that it's a good question i've pretty much snipped most of my social media that i had before um so right now i'm primarily on youtube just type into my name on youtube and uh you can click there to to follow me i have a whole bunch of uh, uh videos that are kind of coming out forward with meditations and talking about my egypt trip that i went and giving commentary and whatnot so youtube is probably number one uh, especially with my upcoming course that I'm going to release here shortly. That's the best way to follow me. I'm also on Telegram. If you just uh, type in Alexicus Blumicus, that's my <laughs> tag name on there. Yeah, great. And uh, you can follow kind of my ramblings and posts and whatnot. Awesome. Uh, but YouTube is probably number one. Awesome. Hey, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show and giving people some pointers to get through these times and Again, keep up the great work, and we'll see you up here, too, at, on the 16th at the conference we're having here. Looking and, forward to uh, July. Yeah. yeah. No, no, 16th of July we're having. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, we usually have a 4th of July conference, but we're doing it later. And we mm-hmm. are official. It's open. We had our first opening and a lot of ships flying right now, so it's getting crazy. But Nice. Unfortunately, we hit the end of the hour. I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. And uh, this is James Taylor with As You Wish Talk Radio, and he said he's Stargate. Keep an open mind, loving heart, pure intent, and you'll get through these times. Have a great evening. Good night.